there. This is Pastor Terry. Welcome back to Grace for Your Journey. So glad you're with us. If you're new, well, of course, welcome on in. So glad you're here. We're in the book of 1 Kings. Now, 1 Kings, again, is an intriguing, interesting book because it's going to take us from a place where Israel is strong and powerful, where the people of God are focused on the Lord. They worship the Lord. They're truly singularly focused in their passion and their love for worship. They really are. But then something begins to happen. They begin to slide and shift. They begin to fall away and other ideas, other realities, if you will, maybe not realities in that they're eternal realities, but they're real in the moment, begin to slide into their mindset, slide into their consciousness, and begins to pull them away from the Lord. So we have already seen that this is a real, honest book. It doesn't hide anything. It doesn't sugarcoat stuff. So now we come to uh, chapter 1, verse 5, and look what happens. Pretty crazy stuff. Now, Adonijah, the son of Haggith, exalted himself, saying, I will be king. Okay, now kick this. Okay, Adonijah is saying, look, I am going to be king. Doesn't matter what David says. Well, wait a minute. David's the king. Right. Doesn't matter what he says. Doesn't matter what he wants. He says within himself, I'm going to be king. So here's what he does. So he prepared himself with chariots and horsemen and 50 men to run before him. His father had never at any time displeased him by asking, why have you done thus and so? In other words, he was running around with these men and, and these horses declaring that he is going to be king. And David hasn't stepped in yet. Interesting. So we go on and we see this. Now, he was also a very handsome man. There's another one that's handsome, right? He was, he was born next after Absalom. Absalom was born first, of course. And then, and then of course, Adonijah came second. He conferred with Joab, the son of Zeruah, and with Abathar, the priest. And they followed Adonijah and helped him. So he gets, here's what he does. He gets a priest, right? to follow him, to bless him, to be part of the gang. So he gets them to follow, and this is what happens. But then, here's what we also know. But Zadok, the priest of Beniah, the son of Jedidiah, and Nathan, the prophet of Shimei, who Nathan was David's prophet, right? And Re and David's mighty men were not with Adonijah. So you already see a divided kingdom. Now, let me try to put this in uh, simple terms. What he's done, he's gone to the high court of David, all the people that are important, and he started to peel off the influencers. All the people who had David's ear, you know, sort of the E.F. Huttons, when they talk, David would listen. He's gone to all those people and tried to peel them away and pull them aside. He couldn't get all of them, and he didn't even try to get some of them because he knew their allegiance was with David. Then it goes on, it says, Adonijah sacrificed sheep, oxen, and fatted cattle by the serpent stone, which is beside Enrogel. And he invited all of his brothers, the king's sons, right? All of his brothers, because he's a son of the king, invited everybody and all the royal officials of Judah. But listen, he did not invite Nathan, the prophet of Benaiah, or the mighty men, David's closest followers, nor Solomon, his brother, because Solomon was the one who was going to be king. Here's what's going on, and it's horrible, and it's despicable, but here's what's happening. First, we see that, um, that about our children. Our children, we love the most. Man, we give the most to them. We care the most to them. In this text, it says David wasn't even disciplining him at this time for doing that, even though Solomon was going to be king. Why? Because we love our kids. We want to give our kids every bit of second chance, third chance, fourth chance. We want to give them every bit of the doubt, don't we? And so David was sort of doing that here to Abednijah. Then, then we pin our hopes and our dreams on our kids. Even though we understand, and, and I know you do, I mean, I know you get this, not all of your kids are equally gifted, equally talented, uh, and equally capable. 
That's just not true. I have three kids, and I'll tell you, they're all different kids. Some are very adept and advanced at some things, whereas maybe another one struggles in that area. That's just life. They're not all the same. God doesn't make photocopies. That's not how it works. He makes unique, wonderful creations. So even though Solomon was going to be vectored to be king, uh, David still loved Adonijah and had hopes and dreams for him, to be sure, as a parent. But here's what we also know. The deepest hurt that we experience comes from the ones we love the most. The people we love the most can hurt us the deepest. And we're going to see as this story plays out the deep hurt that David experiences. Now, I want to ask you, have you ever been hurt by a child? Has a child ever just destroyed your heart and your dreams? Man, have you gone to bed night after night crying for reconciliation? You know, you know what David's going through right here. And I want to tell you, if that's you, I am sorry. And I want to pray for you, man. I want it to be better. I really do. And so here's what's happening. His son is about to try to overthrow the kingdom. Why? Here's the last thing we need to notice. Money and power corrupts most people. I've been doing ministry, this recording, 35 years. And I've seen so many families uh, get in fights, not talk to each other, come to funerals, and they sit on the other side of the room, one's at the front toward the casket, one's in the back, because they've been fighting over money. And the sum of money sometimes is astonishingly low. I mean, super low. But money and power, money, stuff, and things can corrupt us absolutely. And I will tell you, Adonijah was drunk with the will to power. Frederick Nietzsche, father of modern-day existentialism, philosopher, observed that. And Nietzsche probably wasn't a believer, had some sort of God consciousness maybe. But he recognized the fact that man is driven by the will to power. That is what ultimately drives most men. Once they've had enough money, once they've had enough sex, the deal is power. Power seems to be that one thing that some men never get enough of. Now, God protects some of us from that, but some he doesn't. And so here's David watching his kingdom begin to spiral out of control at an old age. You got to feel sorry for him. If that's you, if you're feeling that way right now, I want to pray for you. And I want to ask God to give you wisdom encourage and surround you with people that will help you in this next step. Now listen, when you pray that, God will answer and you'll find unbelievable grace for this part of what might be a pretty tough part of the journey. Let me pray for you. Well, Father, we love you so much. And Lord, if there's someone listening right now or watching and they sense and feel their life is falling apart, they've been betrayed by a child or a brother, a sister, a loved one, a spouse. Lord, first I pray that you bring healing to their hurt. Father, then help them to offer forgiveness where it's needed and, and just get it off of their chest and off of their mind. And then, Father, I pray for restoration of that friendship or relationship. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, God's blessings on you. Love you. Thank you so much for being with us, and we'll talk again next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.